0: Welcome to the podcast for First Presbyterian Church of Arlington Heights. These are the audio versions of the sermons preached each Sunday. I hope you enjoy. All right, our first scripture reading today is not very long, so be careful because if you blink, it'll be over and that'll be it, okay? So here it is. It's from Proverbs eighteen fifteen. An intelligent mind acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise... Seeks knowledge. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, There's a specific part of my sermon that you should listen to, sir. I'll, I'll bring it out. Our second scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, verses 31 and 32. He said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And when they went away in the boat to a deserted place, and they went away in a boat to a deserted place by themselves. The word of the Lord. As I said during my welcome, this is a speech for. The graduating class of 2018. But there's stuff for you guys too, so make sure you pay attention. <laughs> it's been another year and we're here again celebrating another set of high school graduates from the class of 2018. When I started this job six years ago, the youth who are graduating today were in seventh grade. Now, because I've done five of these exact sermons, which usually walks a fine line between a sermon and a commencement speech, and because these youth have been in my program for six full years, there really isn't anything I could say that they haven't already heard quite a bit. So instead of relying on my own thoughts, of college and what advice I would give to be most helpful from my perspective, I decided to go to the experts. I asked my current college youth to tell me something that they wished they had known before their freshman year of college. And I took four of their answers, and again, I'm going to try and walk that fine line between a commencement speech and a sermon by adding some biblical references and personal anecdotes in there. So with that, let's get started with our first quote. Caroline Hempelman graduated back in 2015, and if you don't know, she is that one. She's currently enrolled at Drake University in Iowa, and she will be a senior there beginning next year. Her advice is it's not weird to ask for help. People do it all the time. Caroline echoes our first scripture here. Proverbs says, an intelligent mind acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. We need to seek out those who we can learn from, and that is true in college as well as in life. Change is everywhere in life. It's something that will constantly be in your life, and one of the bigger changes is going from high school to college. So if you need help during this time, ask for it. Now, I'm sure that your first thought when you hear this might be about class and professors, and you should definitely ask them for help. If you don't understand something, go to office hours. Talk to your professor. Tell them you don't get it. Make a relationship with them so that when it comes to getting grades or needing a letter of recommendation, you have someone in your corner who knows you and knows that you will go the extra mile and seek help. But this doesn't just end with professors. Throughout your life, outside of class, you will come across things that you do not know. How do I cook eggs? (laughs) Why can't I put dark clothes and light clothes together in the washing machine? What's wrong with putting normal dish soap in a dishwasher? How do I fold a fitted sheet? Spoiler alert on that one, you can't. It's impossible. It can't be done. Just ball it up and throw it in the closet. You're done. When these things happen, it is okay to ask for help. You don't need to just figure it out on your own. Both Proverbs and Caroline are reminding us that we need to learn from the experience of others. Talk to upperclassmen and find out about the campus and all of the hidden secrets that every college has. Speak to the staff and administration. Call your parents regularly. (laughs) This is definitely something I should have done more. There were times that they could have helped me out, and instead I just winged it, and it did not end very well. (laughs) This advice doesn't just apply to college. Later in life, when you move into a new neighborhood, get to know the neighbors who know the area better than you. At a new job, talk to an old vet and get the lay of the land there. Continue to seek out experienced people, and don't be afraid to ask for help." Our next quote comes from another graduate of the class of 2015, Miranda Fanella. She is right there. She's currently at the University of Illinois and her advice is, don't be afraid to do what's best for you. Sometimes you need to put yourself first and that's okay. I couldn't agree with her more. I know that in our context, the Christian context, we are told over and over that we need to die to ourselves. We need to put others first. And I don't disagree with these ideas. However, I do think that we also need to take care of ourselves. And you know what? I think Jesus agrees with me. In our second scripture today from the Gospel of Mark, we see Jesus tell the disciples that they need to go rest a while. And if that is not enough, throughout the Gospels we can infer from Jesus' actions that he thinks it is super important to take time for self-care. Jesus would continually find secluded spots to rest and pray. He would go to people's houses for dinner. He would take breaks from his ministry so that he could recharge and then continue on. There are going to be times in your life when you feel like you need to take a mental health day, times when you feel like you're going to need to take a break, times when you don't want to see, talk to, be around, or deal with anybody, and that is okay. Miranda tells you that that is okay. Jesus' example tells you that that is okay. This is something that we in the ministry, we in America, and we as Christians are very bad at, and we tend to look down on those who actually practice this well. Hear this now, because this is important. Your worth, your value to the world, your life is not determined by how busy you are how tired you are and yet you push through. The quantity of things in your life is less important than the quality. When people ask you how you are and I am super guilty of this, when you answer busy, that does not make them think higher of you. Nor is it really what they were asking. Tell people How you are. Good, bad, stressed, confused, awesome, over the moon, in the dirt, happy, sad. How are you doing? Not what are you doing, not how much are you doing, but how are you doing? Take time for yourself so that you can continue to give to others. Recharge your batteries so that you can continue to work and push forward in the direction that you feel called. Be okay with putting yourself first sometimes because no one can fill someone else's cup from an empty pitcher. Our third lesson giver is Tessa Rasmussen. She also graduated in the class of 2015 and she is right back there. She's at Bradley University and she said, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and try something new. If I had one metaphor for education before college, it would be a big green Lego sheet. This sheet is giant and you can build your Legos anywhere on its surface. High school is arming you with the kind of base knowledge for life, it's covering a lot of different topics and you're not sure you're ever going to need those again, but that does not mean that you're never going to need those again. College is when you get to decide where on that sheet you're going to build. Chemistry, mathematics, psychology, English, teaching, music, engineering. Take some time to build a little here, build a little there, because you never know what might pique your interests. And if you ever find that you no longer like where you are building on your Lego sheet, then you can feel free to move to a different section of it. Even if you are deep, deep into building, or to stay more on point with my metaphor, high, high into building... And I'm talking years down the road, you've dedicated your college time, your graduate time, your first 20 years in the field on one specific area of this Lego sheet, you can still build somewhere else. It is okay to change majors, it is okay to change schools, it is okay to change careers, to change life paths. Tessa's advice doesn't just come into play with classes and majors, though. It is something that we can take for our personal lives, too. Learn a new language, a new hobby, try a new music genre that you never thought you would like, make new friends. You are never too old to try something new, and I mean that. Expand your world. Learn things about yourself that you never knew. Continue to grow and absorb knowledge and skills throughout your entire life. Don't be afraid to try something new. Our final word of advice comes from the old vet of the group. He graduated in 2014. (laughs) Gus Smollis is right there and right there. (laughs) He finished his undergraduate degree from the University of Illinois. And his advice is, value every relationship and connection that you make. I see this advice as incredibly important. There's a very logical thought behind it that you never know in what way those very people you are meeting can affect your future. In college, professors, especially those in your major, can later become colleagues or advocates, mentors, people to give you references. Your classmates can also become colleagues and friends and maybe more. Value every person that you meet. But I want to go ahead and throw some Bible on this thought, too. Value every relationship and connection that you make, even if those people are not like you. Actually, especially if those people are not like you. Now, we did not read this today, but in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul says that we are all members of one body. No member is the same, and no member is greater or less than any other member. We need to surround ourselves with others who are different than us so that we aren't all just left feet or pinky fingers. We need the whole body. And if I'm going to get real here for a minute, there is an ever-growing phenomenon in our culture today of surrounding yourself solely with people who think like you, who agree with you politically or religiously or socially. We need to expand and diversify our friend portfolios. We need to be able to be pushed and stretched and challenged. If everyone agrees with each other, then you might as well be in an empty cave having a conversation with your echo. It is a recipe for a stunted worldview and a very narrow mind. Value every relationship you make. The ones that give you life, the ones that force you to grow, the ones that challenge the way that you think, the ones that push you beyond your comfort zones. This is how we grow. This is how we continue to learn and become more than we were. This is a lifelong process. Value every connection that you make. Now I know that I said today's sermon was gonna be all advice from the experts, but I would be remiss if I didn't throw in a little thought that I had while writing this sermon. (laughs) I remembered something that I hadn't thought of in a really long time. I don't think that it's something that I have told anyone in these six years that I have been here. So here is my advice for the graduating class of 2018 and beyond. When it comes to writing papers, content is more important than length. my high school career, I never really did well in English, because I could never make my papers the proper length. I would always come in two or three pages too short, and that was apparently an issue. So I learned how to fluff. I learned how to inflate my papers with things that didn't need to be there. I learned how to expand my paper so that it hit the mark. And I learned that if you repeat yourself three times, people don't tend to notice that you just said the same thing three times. (laughs) I'm glad you guys caught that one. (laughs) For some reason, my papers started getting better grades. Then I went to college and my first paper just had large X's through giant portions of it. The professor would write things next to it like you don't need this, you said this, who cares? (laughs) At the end of the paper next to my grade he put one sentence, content is more important than length. Content is more important than length. That is the most prophetic thing I have ever received on a piece of homework ever. Content is more important than length. This isn't just true with papers and homework. This is true with everything. When it comes to friendship, content is more important than length. It doesn't matter if you have been friends with someone for 97 years if there is no content there. Give me a deep, true connection that lasts for only 10 years over any 97-year surface-level connection. When it comes to your faith, content is more important than length. If you are a Christian for your whole life, but you don't allow Jesus' teachings to guide your life, you don't allow God's love to permeate your life, and you shine it out into the world. If you don't have content in your faith, then what good is the amount of time that you have been calling yourself a Christian? Give me a brand new Christian who leads with love and passion and mercy every day over a lip service Christian who's been around for a long time. In life, content is more important than length. We often look at lives determining their worth by their lengths, but a life well lived, a life with content, is more important than the longest life without. Fill your lives with content, not with fluff. Fill your lives with love and joy, with relationships and mistakes, successes and failures, laughters and sorrows, with peaks and valleys, tears and hugs, with service and passion. But never, never fill your life with fluff. It takes up the room that other content can fill, because no one has ever looked back on their life and thought, Man, I wish I had more fluff in there. (laughs) May you ask for help when you need it. May you learn to care for yourself so that you can refill your cup as to fill others. May you never be afraid to try new things and to continue to grow. May you value every connection you make and every person you meet. And may your life be filled to the brim with content, no matter the length. Now this is where my sermon ended. I finished my sermon on Thursday this week, and I know that's really working ahead for me. But then on Friday, something happened. And I have had the opportunity before to stand up here when a recent tragedy has happened and speak to it. But instead, I decided to say my sermon the way I had previously written it. But I cannot do that. On Friday, there was yet another school shooting in Houston, leaving 10 dead and 13 others injured. And it's easy to want to ignore the bad things of this world, especially if they aren't right next to you. It's easy to think that the problem is too big and thus there's nothing we can do and so we give up before we try. It's easy to get disillusioned with this world when death after death and shooting after shooting and bombing after bombing and inaction after inaction happens. I have to admit that I have recently felt this way I've recently said, what can we do? There's never any change, and these things keep happening. I remember truly thinking after Sandy Hook, after the death of 28 people, 20 of which were 6- and 7-year-olds, and after no real change happened in the aftermath of that, I remember thinking, nothing, nothing can change us. And in the light of the most recent shooting in Houston and the one before that in Florida, I do have one final thing to say to the class of 2018. Be better than us. It is the hope and prayer of every good parent and every good teacher that their pupil and their child will be better than they were. We teach you everything that we know so that you can start in a better place, so that you can take all of the knowledge that we have amassed and continue it forward. I don't stand up here pretending to know all of the answers to the problems in this country. But I do know that we can be better, that you can be better. You have amazing hearts and minds. Use them to better this world, to help it forward out of the mess that it has become. Be better than your predecessors. Be better than us. And then hopefully, these kinds of things will no longer happen. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. And if you want to learn more about First Presbyterian Church of Arlington Heights, please visit www. Dot firstpresah.org For more information on service times, directions, and to learn more about the First Prez Family of Faith.